we're back. Can you believe it? It's season two. Yeah, I feel like I'm back to school, which is not a bad thing because we're both nerds and we love school. So, but it's better than school because we're the teachers. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Yo, love that. am I a rapper? <laughs> I'm so witty. I was freestyling on the mic. Wow, so clever. So, still something different about season two. We're uh, we're with Post Loudness now, and yeah. this is this dope ass collective where we're supporting people of color, female, and queer voices. So, check out their other podcasts. Like, definitely get in on this because there's so many. They have so many amazing shows. So, check out the Post Loudness Collective and their dope ass programming. All right, so. Let's just get right into it. Let's get right. This week in music, man. What happened this week in music, Misha? Y'all. The Tell elusive Frank Ocean. Oh. Released <laughs> an album and a and, visual album. Oh, Beyonce tri- style. We all know that he released it. Channel Orange in 2012. Yes. I graduated college yes. in 2012. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I'm ready for music from this man forever mm-hmm. and then he was on hiatus he said pause mm-hmm. my life is on pause he, he dave Chappelle that you know he's like yo people were in the street looking for this man like where's Let's frank searching Ocean? for him but searching for him like a elusive pokemon <laughs> they're trying to capture him all, capture all, all. Frank Ocean. people were sitting at the ocean asking where's frank <laughs> where's frank where is frank ocean please tell us the thing is he lied to us so long you know mm. we're all allowed to lie we have our rights right but he would be like albums coming out boys don't cry coming out this month the day we get right. there it won't you know what frank ocean is the equivalent to those people who are like the end of the world is coming right. like, okay where are the explosions? <laughs> where's where's people riding the chariots in the clouds? Where's Frank the Ocean? rapture? <laughs> where's Ocean. the album? That's where's the album? But then he shocked us all. He released that visual album. Mm. Then he shocked us more. Mm. He said three pop up locations. I released a magazine. We Ooh. were like, what? <laughs> we didn't realize it was going to be a magazine. <laughs> then he said, hey, hold up. Here's an actual album. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yo, look. Yo, he's he, going into hiding for 15 years after this. <laughs> we ain't gonna see Frank again. He's trying to outdo Beyonce on that shit. He said Beyonce released one thing. I released three things. Right. <laughs> and the album's good, y'all. That I'm not gonna provide any spoilers. Just listen. No spoilers. Just check it out. Frank Ocean, back after four years check out his new album if you already haven't if you're already not thirsty for it like black excellence get on the shit get hard on get on it you want to excerpt cat you want me, you want me yes. to show you this is this is the first song on the album that's it that's all i can give y'all <laughs> that's all because what we're legally allowed to I, can't, give you. I can't give you anymore that's all we're legally allowed to give you i hope <laughs> cherish that cherish that listener <laughs> channel misha (laughs) unlearned you heard it first (laughs) all right well that's that's super dope well let's go into our first exclusive segment we have a 
special guest. We have Loredana Valtierra, and we're going to be talking about the criminal justice system today. So enjoy, listeners, because all of this realness is just going to be bestowed on you. You're going to learn and unlearn everything. Get ready. All right. So today we have a Today we're talking about the criminal justice system. Jail. And we have, among many things, and we have a special guest, a close friend of mine, Laura Donna. How about you? Go tell a little bit about yourself. Hey, Unlearn. Well, thanks for <laughs> we having got a guest. me. I know, our first guest. So we're super She's excited. our first guest. I'm so excited to be your first guest. I'm such a loyal listener. <laughs> um, yeah, well, my name is Laura Donna, and... I'm here probably because I am Catherine's loveliest and bestest, onlyest line sister. We were mm-hmm. true. We were sorority sisters in college, um, and I was not Cat's wedding. Yeah, I am. I <laughs> oh am. my god! Yeah. But that's not why she's here, right? It's, so favoritism. A I'm a lawyer. She's a lawyer. I just she knows a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not because like she's my homie. It's because she has like some real. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The reason Kat and I even ended up becoming friends is because we love to talk about the stuff that you guys talk about actually mm-hmm. all the time. So this is like really natural for me to kind of be here and do it with you. <laughs> yeah. So we're super pumped, and we're gonna get we're gonna get into this. It's gonna be amazing. Um, so criminal justice system if you're depending on who you are your socioeconomic status your race you have very different opinions on what it is you might think like it's necessary and it's amazing and it's putting all the bad guys behind jail if you're a person of color you're probably thinking i still think the same thing as a person of color bad behind jail <laughs> that's what i think i well good I mean, everyone has their opinions. Law and order makes you think one thing, and being a person of color makes you think a different thing sometimes. Well, like, I think the perception of, like, media, um, they'll let you believe that, like, Olivia Benson is there, like, putting this pedophile away, and that, like, everyone who is convicted is guilty. You get invested in, they they invest you in that show, those characters, (laughs) and so you think, like... Like, they're doing their job. They're getting in there. They're getting it done and putting these, yeah, putting yeah, these pedophiles away. Right. In but reality, it, like honestly, too. in reality, it's like this black dude was just getting a candy bar right. and just happened to be there. And I was like, oh my god, you look like a pedophile. Do you mean I'm black, sir? Is that why? <laughs> no, that that was one of the stereotypes. I didn't realize. <laughs> but it's like definitely, I think TV paints out this picture that makes the criminal justice system look like this perfect system i mean there's new show newer shows to contradict that like making a murder or like mtv has mm-hmm. a new show where uh they and they work with like the innocence project and mm-hmm. get people out of jail who are wrongly convicted mm-hmm. so there are many layers to the criminal justice system there is the i we start with police and let's let's start with police let's talk about where things can kind of go wrong in policing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have people really rely on their implicit biases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you don't even realize it's happening. But right. 
it's a thing that everybody has and policemen aren't immune to that right Mm -hmm. I it's, I feel like so often on the police scanner they're like black male wearing a black hoodie and blue jeans six between six feet and six five and I I hear so often like these ridiculous not non specific um, yeah. identifications where people are so so many people are wrongly stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like just general racism in policing, which they generally is just, fit the description. Like right. it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to like. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to kind of not fit the description if like all the description is is like black guy, black hoodie, yeah. six five. Like yeah. there are millions of those. Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems to be a lot more unconscious as well. Mm-hmm. I think that when you have a lot of people who are entering into fields of work who haven't un. Unsh- who haven't checked their biases, yeah. mm-hmm. who don't even know that they have certain biases. Or that's not part of their police training. Yeah. yeah. If they're, if they don't have diversity training, then they're going into these fields, I guess, assuming they have the right intent, but not knowing there are a lot of these underlying things happening. I would also say that I've heard that some of the trainings that police officers do involve like black mannequins or, and that type of thing what? where, you are practicing these techniques and you're subconsciously mm-hmm. associating, associating the perpetrator yeah. mm-hmm. with a person of color. Exactly. So, color. Yeah. Um, have you guys heard about the newest report from, um, the pol- from policing in Baltimore where they were, they have like this, um, paperwork that they have to fill out. And like a lot of the fields are, you can update. So like, uh, def- like, perpetrator was at this this location at this time and the only thing that's like not pre-filled out is that the perpetrator was a black male like it um it's conti- like, like forms they fill out yeah and but the one thing you can't change is like the race and gender of the perpetrator and this is like baltimore where a lot there's and they would probably justify that by saying that 98 percent of their perpetrators are black and are male because right. y'all the, because Listen, of the population though. of Baltimore. It's about efficiency. Okay. <laughs> they say, mm-hmm. they say, we, we know we're getting all these blacks. Why am I going to take the time to write this individually? That is a value I know in the policing community. That's the mentality. Yeah. Efficiency. But, but that obviously then affects your, mm-hmm. your associations. You know, mm-hmm. you don't even yeah. realize that you're associating something with another person and it's just, it's already in there. Mm-hmm. You're already making an assumption before you even leave the door. You're like, we already have a stack of 15 black males we're bringing in tonight mm-hmm. or yeah. I'm wasting this paper when I have to write a new one. <laughs> it's, um, I heard a statistic the other day that a black male is like five times more likely to be stopped in search for drugs when mm-hmm. his white counterpart is twice as likely to actually have drugs mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. So if you want to tr- legal, if you want to transport drugs, you should probably be white. I was just about to say turn white. <laughs> How? Get rid of your melanin. Uh, I don't know. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it, um, and like you were saying before, cat media has a big role to play mm-hmm. in that. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we just like consume so much that 
you end up believing that's the truth. You know, right. it's like you saw it on TV, you saw it on the internet, and that's the truth. But um, if you're not out there looking for the facts or looking for the truth, and mm-hmm. if you don't, especially if you don't know where to look or where right. to learn that information from, like you can be consuming a lot of things that are not in fact true, and mm. that's one of them. Mm. Yeah, and it's kind. So let's like get a little deeper. The arrest has been made on this very general, very general character. It's like you know the guy could totally be like, I'm I'm innocent. I didn't do anything. But you know you're on a street corner at 9 p.m. and so you must be guilty of something. So they bring him in and then start questioning them. And so like let's go back to like SVU because that's everyone's jam and you know it. And so it's da, like da, 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 I mean, with the exception of like Elliot Stabler who would punch somebody. <laughs> most it seems like interrogations are moderately fair, like reasonable. You'd like to think you so. would like to think that's <laughs> happening in the, your local precinct. Like they bring something in, they have, like once they once an officer brings you in, he it's his then his duty, his job to find Get you the guilty, right? Whether it's true or it's not, lawful for the police to lie in an interrogation. Wait, what? Yes, Laura Donna, say that again for the <laughs> listeners. It is lawful for the police to lie. Cat, did you know that? Interrogations. I didn't know that. You did? Yeah. Because you read before. That's the only reason. (laughs) Wow. I didn't know that. Know your rights, listeners. Yeah. Um, Wow. So that's why usually, you you know, when they, that's what the Miranda rights are all about, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, like, so you hear them and a lot of people, like, don't don't like absorb them and actually hear like what's being said but like that's why they say you know you have a right to have a lawyer with you mm-hmm. before you say anything you don't have to say anything it's anything you do say can and will be used against you and so yeah. there's a really good um i mean if you guys have ever seen the wire i would recommend it from it's like an old hbo show but mm-hmm. they have really real um scenarios of these things playing out and they you know, show it to you happening and like, it's just like that. Like, I mean, there's like a guy in a room and there's two police officers and they're allowed to say whatever they want to say mm-hmm. to get you to elicit a confession or to elicit, you know, some mm-hmm. information about some other person. And they're allowed to do that, you know, and like the defense lawyer comes rushing in. It's like, what if I told you, like, don't ever talk, like, don't mm-hmm. ever say mm-hmm. anything when I'm not here. Um, but that's the thing too is I feel like people are so helpless that they don't know that they really don't have to say anything right Right. yes and it's yeah yeah, it's terrible because they make the police make you believe that you don't have another choice that in Mm -hmm. fact like no we can't call you a lawyer because you're too poor to afford one or like you don't have a right to a lawyer right now or I mean so like not to say um, there are definitely egregious violations of you know, what are actually people's Miranda rights. Like, Mm -hmm. these things happen, but, like, like I said, it's also lawful for them to lie to you about something. So they can say, like, we saw Johnny do X, and Mm -hmm. so we already know the truth when they, in fact, don't know the truth, Mm -hmm. um, just to elicit. And this happened on Making a Murderer. Mm -hmm. You've seen Mm -hmm. that, yeah, on Netflix. What What do you both think the role of authority plays into this? Because for your entire life, you're taught that these Mm -hmm. people have a very authoritative role that 
you are supposed to trust them. And so when they come into a room, you know, even if I didn't do something wrong, if a police officer is staring at me in the face and they're like, talk to me, I'm like, okay. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Highly compliant people are one of the most targeted groups of people um, when we're talking about eliciting false, well, what police don't want to say are false, but a confession or the developmentally disabled um, juveniles are mm-hmm. uh, a big targeted group for this. It's just easy because, especially if you're an older person, if you're a person in authority, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. like, especially if the police is telling you, like, if you tell us this thing, you'll get to go home right, right. now. They make exactly. promises. Right. They make false promises. But they can lie. <laughs> so don't trust them, y'all. JK, JK. <laughs> Well, just always keep in mind that what you what they may be telling you what they what you're hearing is not always the truth and that you should really consult with an attorney. That's right. What should so say the person doesn't have an attorney. Okay. What are they supposed to do? I'm asking you. But they're entitled mm-hmm. to an attorney. If they can't afford one, they're yeah. entitled to one. They're still entitled. Well, and that depends state to state. You know, the states have their own right to set who is actually poor in their state. So it's not like a federal mandated. Lord, y'all got me Mm. effed up today. (laughs) So what could be considered poor in Illinois is not poor in Florida. Mm -hmm. And so there's like different bars set everywhere. I know it's this. I mean, it's not like I'm trying to commit a crime. I'm over here planning in case. I'm like, who do I call? (laughs) And then you got to know if you're in a position to even be considered, um, you know, living below the poverty line or what have you in in your jurisdiction. Like, who thinks about this before they actually get arrested? Well, this (laughs) is how they play the system. It's like. Do I have the right to attorney? No, you don't meet the, the income level. Well, dang, I didn't know I was getting arrested till today. <laughs> I never analyzed this. <laughs> never. Now I am. Google yeah. it, y'all. <laughs> yeah, well, so that's why there are a lot of, like, uh, there are a lot of grassroots um, local groups out there who do their best to do Know Your Rights presentations to the community so mm-hmm. that people do, in fact, know what their right is. And if they don't have a lawyer, here's... You know, here are some of the things you should have in mind when, you know, if you think you're ready to make a confession or what what have you. I mean, those those groups are so, so important. And mm-hmm. if you ever have the opportunity to go and watch a Know Your Rights presentation, I would recommend I think you. I will. Yeah. Or so, just Google it. You know, there's so yeah. much on YouTube now. Google it. They got those <laughs> things out there for juveniles, especially. Um, just Google it. So, Laura Donna, you said that police officers are legally allowed to lie what about the physical the physicality so in these tv shows that you're both talking about Mm -hmm. there's like i'm gonna hit you in the face if you don't sometimes they do pow (laughs) it's not legal (laughs) i'm asking a question maybe i know the answer maybe i don't you're not supposed to so your confession is not supposed to be coerced um, they're not supposed to threaten you. Um, they're not supposed to like threaten your family or threaten your life. But as I said before, like they can make false promises. Hmm. And so they can say like, if you tell us this, you know, we'll, we'll lower, we'll get you a deal. And that's not necessarily the truth. Um, so it, there's like a fine line. I mean, I certainly, 
there's no police department out there who's going to tell you, like, yes, like, we beat up our, you know, in the people that we have detained or something like that. But that's... And you're going to see that on TV, of course. That's mm. scandalized on TV yeah. because that's what's cool. Um, Chicago, actually, I mean, you know, has a lot of issues um, and is, is notorious for police brutality and interrogations mm-hmm. and um, framing, not framing people, but taking people who they know to, to be actually innocent um, and just needing to find a perpetrator and needing to find somebody who's guilty too. Mm. Yeah. For the sake of like public record. And I mean, they have face to show they have, I mean, there are a lot of like values at play for being a police officer, for being, you know, the chief of a police department. And you have like the people looking at you and Mm. people are saying like, are you fighting crime? Like, are you finding perpetrators who are in our streets? X, Y, and Z. There are all these things factoring in yeah like the murder rate's so high get the murderers off the street i right. mean it's called crook county for a reason <laughs> don't forget <laughs> i've never heard that <laughs> it's a common saying in i'm so parts. ignorant Y'all it's not, no it's not really it's something like, we want to go around no. like <laughs> we don't we don't publish you heard it here first on and learn crook county it's uh it's just a local chicago saying because all of our politicians all of our governors go to prison all of our politicians are always Cover in ups. scandal it's yeah. just scandal you know. it's like a real life scandal mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you can be the olivia pope i i will not volunteer for there's that a there's a tv show on right now about the chicago pd i have no idea like how how well it actually follows reality i'd mm-hmm. be interested to see how much scandal is in that show it's, I, I do watch that show. It's a Dick Wolf show who also does Law and Order SVU. So it's just like Law and Order SVU, oh, but okay. with like Chicago. There's like slightly more mob bosses. Y'all are so nerdy. And less pedophiles. <laughs> you are so nerdy. Y'all just spend your time watching law shows. <laughs> like, Laura Donna, did you even go to law school? Did you, you just, just watch just, SVU? I just learned everything from SVU and on The Wire. I feel so left out. When they get the pedophiles on SVU. <laughs> wow. Well, let's let's talk about the order part of Law & Order. Let's talk about the court systems. Ooh, Ooh. smooth transition. Uh, girl, you don't have to point it out. Otherwise, it's not as smooth. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one of the most reliable sources are perceived reliable sources for testimony are eyewitnesses everyone's talking about the eyewitness account oh if if you have the eyewitness account you are rock solid so i mean i took a criminology class in college i think i might have i'm not sure see she's an expert too now (laughs) the only non-expert on this show well there's uh or maybe it was like a psychology class where we talked about criminology anyway there is um it's been historic. It's been repeatedly and historically proven that you can easily manipulate human memory. To dang, there ain't no scientific study needed for that. <laughs> Go ahead, Kat. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and so very often, like, uh, well, like one human memory notoriously unreliable. Mm-hmm. You can like, what was the color of the car? Yeah. And you think it's pink, but it was actually purple. Right. Y'all, sometimes people will be like, wasn't it so fun when we did this last week? And I'm like, what? 
What you talking about? I wasn't there. That's how flawed human memory is. I'd be projecting people with memories I don't right. even have. Right. <laughs> and so when people when so when people go and they talk to police, um so okay, for one example, you have five people in a lineup and police will kind of help pr- direct the person yeah. to who they want. So mm-hmm. if they start saying the wrong number and I think it's like uh Thirty percent of the time, people will say the identify um, the wrong "quote unquote" suspect, um, and they will, and they'll be like, "Oh, you know, take your time, just, just take a good look, take your time." And like, police will often like plant seeds. So then these people begin like, if they have to go to court and testify, they will say that the person who might have been the person, might have not been the person, is the person because the police helped persuade them or, like, the prosecutor helped per, like, well, persuade their memory. if you're also only given four options or five options and you're mm-hmm. made to feel as though you have to choose one of those four mm-hmm. or five options, yeah. then your memory starts to search for details in order to plug the, you know, mm-hmm. in yeah. order to figure out the puzzle. When really it might be none of these people who are in this lineup actually did this. But right. when you're told that there are strict boundaries on this, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're trying to search to figure it out. And I'm sure that, that has to mean that people are falsely identifying people all the time. Yeah, There's a really good, um, a well-recounted story on this very subject. Mm. It's called Picking Cotton. And it was written by the victim of a sexual assault and the man she believed to be her perpetrator and ended up getting into prison for a long, long time. Um, and it's a and his last name is Cotton, and so that's why like they named it that way. But she she picked him out of a lineup as well. Mm. Um, and she talks about how once she picked him out, um, she put his face on the man mm-hmm, who was mm-hmm. like her perpetrator, like in her nightmares and all of that. Like she associated him Mm. with being the actual perpetrator and, you know, then technology does its job and DNA shows it wasn't him. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and in that case, it's like this person isn't lying. It's just, Mm -hmm. you feel like you have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. There's a person there and then your memory corrects it for you. It goes back and actually fills in the blanks. And often like when you're in that position, you probably just very recently experienced a trauma Mm -hmm. and it's like, and you feel like you need to have some kind of resolution to start healing. Mm -hmm. And like, it just makes it that much easier to Mm -hmm. accuse the wrong person. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm curious in that story was, were they racially different? The, the victim victim was a white female in college. Um, She was sexually assaulted in her dorm room. Mm -hmm. Um, And the, her rapist was actually a black man. They did Mm -hmm. find him after they found out it wasn't the perp- the guy she picked out. But, mm-hmm. yeah, they're racially different. So that kind of brings me to the, something that I'm so interested in, like, very curious about, that very often cross-racial identification is highly inaccurate. And so uh, they, again, like, I'm always constantly reading studies uh, <laughs> where uh, there was this one study where they had a group of white people pick, like, pick out out through like a group of black people and then vice versa and that it's very so like I probably like Lordan if I did not personally know you and they were like um here are these 12 Latino women pick like pick the 
pick the one you saw or like pick the image that we showed you earlier in the day, um, I would, I could easily misidentify. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is that called face blindness? Where people in one particular ethnic group have a hard time recognizing facial differences in other Mm-hmm. ethnic groups i don't know if it's called face blindness but that is what i'm talking about yeah but we're, yeah. we're on the same page yeah we we're on the same, same page, page. Yeah. yeah that's what it's called i'm just gonna say it okay face blindness <laughs> we all a little face blind yeah and that's, that's just... common that's a common thing that people probably don't want to admit out loud but mm-hmm. some people do you know they're like oh like people of that group look the same mm-hmm. to me because you call racist if you say it right. if you're like right. well you all look alike to me so <laughs> you're a racist not all black people look the same but to a white person maybe maybe actually scientifically. Yeah. scientifically they really yeah. might just not be able to see the difference cat i know people of color who say that about white people yeah <laughs> yeah prejudice uh and so that, that often becomes it's set, like an, a major issue when in the criminal justice system because, and it also shows like how unreliable eyewitnesses are. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's so I okay. Well, let's move on. From do that. you also think that it's just a matter of? In general, I feel mm-hmm. that human beings are flawed, and it's very easy yeah. just to make, you know, flash judgments. You're making a decision. You need a conclusion. Whereas sometimes the evidence just isn't there and people are just trying to grab for it mm-hmm. in order to have this closure. Yeah. Where if they would just slow down a little bit. But I guess but when again, you have yeah, somebody... It's about, it's it about, about the, the closure. All of the, the values that are at play as well, mm-hmm. like efficiency and mm-hmm. the need to show that you know how to do your job. Mm-hmm. You know, like the prosecutor, the judge, the like everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody has has something at stake for themselves to mm-hmm. get this done. You know, you have pressure, you have of like a giant caseload mm-hmm. that you need to get through and et cetera, et cetera. You're trying to become well, a partner. Yeah. Well, let's like, so like more about like biases in the court system. Even when you look at um, who, like, let's say, let's look at the example of Brock Turner where the judge gave him a lower sentence where Mm -hmm. if in a similar case where like a black male athlete committed sexual assault, he got, I think like two, two to six years where he got more. um, So like in the court system, let's say we've been talking about a lot of like innocent people getting screwed by the system. Let's talk about guilty people who don't. Yeah. Who don't get screwed. Really screwed. (laughs) White and black people are different. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why people can't handle jail? <laughs> they cannot handle it. That's like that affluenza guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's just he's just so rich and so it would like, kill him. Every, Ain't that so the privileged? Point? <laughs> he couldn't handle it. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge problem. I mean, it's in more and more people in the criminal justice system are willing to say that out loud and. Mm-hmm recognize that there needs to be more diversity and bias training right. and um yeah there's no there's no question race plays a huge role in the amount of people who don't go to jail and yeah, the amount of people God. who should be going to jail and, right uh the vast majority of i mean not the vast majority but um 
you know, the ratio of black to white men in prison um, is ridiculous, like right. compared to the population that actually exists. Right. right. Like I don't have like the exact numbers, but like they're still more, you know, white, yeah, white, isn't it like, white people are still the majority in this country. Right. But they're now. not a majority. Right. They're not a majority in prison. Yeah. And um, certainly not right here. Certainly the African-American community is not the yeah. rising majority either um and so what's the problem going on here yeah well it's it's like an endless cycle because people because of their biases because of their racism are just picking black people off the street basically Mm -hmm. and then you have the white people on the other end who are appealing to the prison system numbers to kind of show to justify it so they're like yeah but like 90 percent of black men are in jail so x y and z well dude if you would check to see why these people got here to begin with. Right. The endless cycle. All right. So thanks for listening to part one of our criminal justice system installment. It's gonna, the rest, stay tuned because it's gonna be dope as fuck. Like, honestly, this conversation was amazing. Amazing. Anyway, like, it's, it's stay tuned for the next episode. We're going to introduce a new segment here, and it's called White what? Lies. <laughs> uh, this is the Olympic edition. So, obviously, everyone saw the Olympics. I don't know if ever, that's, you know, I'm overstating it, but it's kind of like a global phenomenon to watch the Olympics. I wasn't even like, oh, whatever. Fuck. Every time I see the Olympics come on, I'm like, fuck the Olympics, whatever. I don't care. I watch them. I can't keep my eyes off of it. There was a lot of black people up in this one. Yo, can we, speaking of black excellence, can we do a shout out for our ladies? Let's talk about all the black women who have, let's talk about Simone who has inspired black women to swim. Let's talk about the Simone who inspired black women to flip. Let's talk about, let's talk about all the black excellence on the track field. That's why they kept us out so long. Because they knew we was going to start winning everything. Yo. Nothing but pure gold. Silver. Bronze. They was chewing on medals. Chewing on medals. Left and right. Chewing. Medals. Medals here. Medals there. Where are y'all doing? (laughs) I'm... I'm not. I'm sorry. Frank Ocean was releasing the album. (laughs) I tell you that it was part of the Olympics. He needed an album, just a a medal for that album. (laughs) If you're not Frank Ocean or Gabby Douglas or Simone Biles, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm 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 fucking with y'all. You guys are probably doing wonderful things with your life. If you're listening to our show, you got your life right, basically. Um, So let's get let's talk about the white lies. White lies, Ryan Lochte, the white lies that he told police. It's just like white privilege theater where he he gets wasted. Him and his white buddies get wasted, acts a fucking fool, and blame it on brown people. Get the <laughs> so weeks ago in reports. Ryan Lochte's mom reported that he got robbed. He got robbed by some some Brazilians pretending to be cops, and he and that like that's why he's missing his wallet and phone. What really happened? He went to a gas station, decided to act a motherfucking fool, and then blamed it on brown people. Ryan Lochte, fuck off, fuck you, 
you're being a fuck you're being a little bitch right now like you're being a fucking asshole for blaming brown people because you don't know how to act you don't know how to go to another country and own up to your shit if you want to be like wasting and stupid in another country guess what you're american that's our motherfucking right let me tell you another lie tell me another lie this narrative of white innocence right they were like He's just a child. He's just a child. What's this for a 32-year-old child? A 32-year-old child. Well, boys will be boys, except he's a grown-ass man. He is 32 years old. 32? He can own a house. He He does. (laughs) He can can rent a car on cheap. He can do everything. He's a grown-ass adult. He's a grown-ass adult. And everyone's like, boys will be boys. You let a 12-year-old lie about being robbed, and they're going to charge him as an adult. That's what's going to happen. But you let this grown man, quote unquote, Olympic hero, act come in, act a motherfucking fool, blaming on some brown people. I mean, like, well, you know, he was just fooling around. And he, he, he was, was just, just joking. He's so young. He's, boys will be boys. No, he's older than me. I got all the sense in the motherfucking world. I'm 28. He's, he has four full, smooth years on me. What's his fucking excuse? I got all but this in the world. He ain't got a shit. Brazil ain't having it. And they shouldn't. They said they might take him to court. They should. We'll see what we'll see how that Let's plays out. Let's see how your white Brown lies people play. attack. Brown people attack. <laughs> We're about to see. World star. <laughs> tape tape the court case. World star. What's happening? Ryan Lockie, let's see where your little white lies will get you. <laughs> anyway, Ryan Lochte, grow the fuck up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there'll be more than enough white lights in the future to support this segment. Um, but actually, our whole show should be called White, white Lights. <laughs> That's basically what we talk about. Yeah. <laughs> All the lights, people. Oh, so sad. <laughs> Um, well, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You can follow us on Twitter at unlearned underscore shy. You can follow us on Facebook at unlearned. You can check email us at unlearnedpodcast at gmail.com. Go to our website at unlearnedpodcast.com. Um, check out post loudness shows like you're going to love it definitely support people of color queer voices and female voices um and thanks for supporting us and tuning in today and we really hope that you enjoy season two and we're we'll be back at you see you in a couple weeks bye bye